Hello and welcome to a very special episode of The Brave Room. I am your host, Juan Amiro, and with me today we have... Uh, As usual. Your, your audio cut out for a bit there, but that's Kit. She's right here. Oh, okay. I'll, Hi. I'll have you know today's episode is being recorded under some special circumstances because I'm actually on vacation right now. Uh-huh. And this five-star resort by the beach looks an awful lot like my bedroom. <laughs> Can you believe it? I even got the hotel to make sure the desk was a mess and had uh, a bunch of unpainted Warhammer figures on it. <laughs> yeah, there's a five-star rating right there. That is a most five-star of five-star ratings. Now, quick life update. How are you doing, Kit? How are you, how are you doing? How am I doing? At present, I'm trying to slog my way through the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles because like, at the very least, three people on my feed are playing it and I've muted everything because I don't want to be spoiled. Yeah, no, spoilers for an Ace Attorney game, that's wild. Hey, let, let me ask you something. Does Great Ace Attorney want to be played? I believe to a degree, yes. <laughs> That's nice. That must be nice when a game wants to be played. I Over the weekend, so my sister finally got a laptop that has more than 2 megabytes of RAM. Mm -hmm. So she wants a game that my brother and I can play together with her, I mean. Okay. And so after narrowing down the list of candidates, because my brother and I have very different tastes in games, you see. <laughs> uh... <laughs> We settled on Destiny 2. Uh-huh. So, uh, that game is not as bad as I first thought it was. The fact that they've since changed the prologue for the game to be the prologue from Destiny 1 made it way bit, way better. Prologue for Destiny 1 is actually pretty freaking good. Now, we re hit a point where you are supposed to go to the hub world. This is the end of the tutorial, I guess. So you're supposed to go to the hub world for the next part of the quest. I head over there and it says, you can't go there. It's full. Uh-huh. But the game tells me, you need to go there. That's how you get to the next part of the story so that you can unlock, you know, the fun parts of the game. But the game is also, is also the one telling me, no, but you also can't go there because it's full. At which point, you know... Now, I'm a fairly so social person, you know, okay. I've, I've tried to talk to a lot of people in my time. I've pretty much figured out when you should take the hint that a girl doesn't want you to talk to them anymore. <laughs> now, Destiny 2 is doing a pretty good impression of those girls right now, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, a special shout out to Destiny 2. For literally not allowing me to have fun. Like, I had just started warming up to the game. And then it goes, nah, but you can't play though. Okay. Tragic. Bungie, hello. Can you do, do us a solid here? Like, just load another instance. Warframe does it all the time. <laughs> Why is everyone locked into the same instance? Freaking Final Fantasy XIV with the free trial up to heavens what does it like that. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, that's my gripe. Well, while I'm continuing, hey, certainly it's still 
at slow as ever and dear god i really don't remember it being this this plodding to be fair i think it's also the mechanics because like ace attorney one has no mechanics to it it's literally just an adventure game whereas oh, every uh... other game started adding more stuff like you had the spirit locks was that in two or three i can't remember I don't remember either. I blazed through two and three in the same like month. I legit have no no recollection of which which mechanics are unique to which game. But yeah, no, that's that's rough, buddy. That's... I'm I'm trying my best. I finished episode four, so that means there's one more left of the first game, and then we have the second one. But let's not talk about that right now. Yeah, no, you know you know what we should talk about. So the internet exploded recently, uh huh, because there was news of a new Spider-Man trailer, uh huh, which isn't the sequel to the greatest Spider-Man movie into the Spider-Verse. Yes, exactly. Now, here's the thing, right? I like Spider-Man as a character. I think I even played a bit of Miles Morales on the PS5, the Insomniac Spider-Man. That's a pretty mm-hmm. good game. I do not like the MCU Spider-Man, <laughs> <laughs> and that is the whole crux of this episode. It's going oh, to be fighting words. If you go take a time machine, I used to love the MCU. I thought it was the most clever shit ever. I and what happened? It just never ended. <laughs> <laughs> like Iron Man 1 is one of my favorite movies. I think that's a damn near perfect movie. And then I vaguely like, remember seeing it come out and I was like, "Oh, okay, it's Iron Man." And like it started around the decay started around Guardians of the Galaxy 2. That's when I started going, "Oh, maybe uh, maybe MCU no good." <laughs> to full blown I'm just not watching anything from the MCU anymore. <laughs> But that wouldn't be a fun episode would it if I if I just said I'm not going to interact with this because I don't like it. So let's get into this. <laughs> First off, I don't like Tom Holland. I think he's overrated. I guess he's kind of cute but that's about it for me. To the point I where mean... they made him Nathan Drake. I'm just like, "Oh, are you are you serious?" <laughs> uh, a Nathan Drake that means Uncharted, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's Nathan Drake in the upcoming Uncharted movie. Okay. It's uh, it's just okay. like I feel like MCU Spider Man doesn't know what Spider Man is. <laughs> I mean, I was listening to like an hour video essay about why MCU Spider Man is like really, really boring. Yeah, here's the gist of it, right? I, I'm, I'm willing to bet money that I'm, I'm about to say what the point of the video essay was as well. Mm-hmm. Is that Spider-Man has always been a character who, against all odds, like you know, pulls himself up by his bootstraps. So it's like, oh man, I got bitten by a spider and now I have powers. Well, I'm now I'm going to build web shooters in my own costume. And then I'm gonna save the day and get fired from my pizza job <laughs> because of it, right? But as uh... MCU Spider-Man, that all happened off-screen at the start of Civil War, and then Iron Man's like, "You're my protege now. I built you a better suit." <laughs> and then 
in this new Spider-Man trailer because Tony Stark is alivent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now Doctor Strange is like, "Hey, Peter Parker, now you're I'm your new dad." <laughs> oh, did did the world discover your secret identity? Let me just fuck with time and <laughs> reenact the worst Spider-Man story in all of comic book history and just reset time so everyone Hooray. forgets about it. That's the funniest thing. Do you know what one more day is, kid? I am not aware of comics very much. Sorry. Okay. That's good. I'm not that into it, but this is how infamous one more day is, is that it's reached to me. One more day <laughs> happens at the end of the Civil War comic, I think. Which is the same thing happens. Peter Parker reveals his identity to the world. Surprise! Having essentially a normal guy in New York suddenly turn out to be the guy who took down the mob and every other supervillain in the most supervillain infested part of the world uh, is a bad thing. And there are consequences to that. So he makes a deal with the devil to reset time. Okay, so the devil is canon in Marvel. Yeah, how do you how else do you think Ghost Rider came about? <laughs> yeah, he makes a deal with Mephisto. And this isn't one of those things where at the end of the story he's like, oh man, I I'll fix it. It never gets fixed. Okay. It's just a thing that happens and no one else knows about it. It so is so much for great power, great responsibility. Yeah, I am convinced, like, because the trailer shows Doctor Strange, like, because Wong tells him, like, Strange, don't, don't, fuck, don't fucking do that. And Strange <laughs> does the wink and it's now a meme. And then he does it anyways. I am pretty sure the twist of that movie is going to be that that was Mephisto. And this is going to be how they introduce Mephisto into the game. Into the, into the MCU. Because, like, Doctor Strange is supposed to be the most, like, there are rules guy like he'll do magic for shit like stirring coffee or whatever but you know considering he used to watch over the time stone I'm pretty sure he's you know he's not going to just reset time on the whims of a kid from Brooklyn but he's so cute (laughs) yeah that's so that's gripe number one is that holy shit of all the Spider-Man stories you picked, you picked that one. <laughs> but then some nerd is gonna be in the comments be like, but that's what happened. Shut up, shut up. <laughs> Second thing is I hate that the MCU has adopted nanotech as its official excuse. Nano machine, son? Nano machine. Here's the thing: it works for evil senators, not for superhero costumes. My favorite thing in every superhero movie is, you know, the suit up moment, right? The magical girl sequence. The magical girl sequence. The Superman running into a phone booth and coming back out, you know, all dressed up. That's the best. But now the MCU has decided, nah, we're just gonna have nano suit costumes appear over you. Like, it's so lame. There's that one shot in the movie in the trailer of like you know Peter Parker he literally does the pose and then immediately turns into uh into Spider-Man I'm just that's so lame 
That's not Spider-Man. That's Kamen Rider knockoff. That's not even even Kamen Rider has a Henshin sequence. That's yeah, just... so that's hence the knockoff. Mm-hmm. Heck, even Supaidaman, emissary of hell, has a Henshin sequence. My my hatred of Spider-Man <laughs> is too strong for this episode. Uh but yeah, speaking of henshin sequences, by the way, Kamen Rider Gaim has my favorite henshin sequence of all time. Gaim is the fruit-themed Kamen Rider. So, uh, yes, I vaguely remember that. Uh, so first, like the undersuit, like appears over him, mm-hmm. and then a fruit, like a zipper, appears over his head, and a fruit falls onto his head, and the fruit unfolds into armor. It's great! And uh, his belt is a uh, fruit. Like, it's the belt has a knife on it. And so you stick the fruit onto the belt and you pull the knife down like a lever and it cuts open the fruit and that's what triggers the It's This is the best. <laughs> Let's see, my Kamen Rider experience is a little bit of Denno and a little bit of X8. That's not bad. Uh, that's not bad. I actually do have like 24 episodes of X8 just sitting in my hard drive waiting for me to watch and like oh god right there's a thing over there so yeah and I hate uh, back, back on the MCU crap uh, the thing I hate about it is that because Iron Man started like that right like Iron Man was a suit of armor that he had to put on and that was the drama of the movie is can I get back to my house fast enough to put on the suit of armor right okay and that was cool. I love that. In Iron There's Man 2, tension. Yeah, I, in Iron Man 2, he had the briefcase, which was also really cool because it was still really clunky. I also have a figure of that Iron Man. For, <laughs> because, again, I just like... I like the clunk of it, right? Mm-hmm. And then in Iron Man 3, he had the whole... He had the whole, like, they were like funnels, essentially, that he could re that would fly to him and I thought okay that's still kind of cool because you it happened in the movie where someone could intercept part of the armor and I was like okay that's but then by uh, Infinity War it was just straight up oh no it just appears over me now convenience the worst part is is that they also changed how the design of the suit to make it more sleek and body fitting and I hate it so much. I like how clunky Iron Man's armor is. <laughs> he is a robot. Iron Man is a robot. <laughs> you see, this clunk is what makes me like Pacific Rim, you know? Yeah! Oh god! Uh, side tangent, the opening sequence of Pacific Rim is the greatest five minutes of cinema I've ever seen. I've rewatched the movie at least five times. <laughs> And I willingly went to the cinema for it. That kind of tells you how much I, how much I really liked it. Like each time I think, like when I'm not watching Pacific Rim, I'm like, you know, Pacific Rim wasn't that great. It's, you know, its plot was kind of dumb or whatever. And then Cherno Alpha does an elbow drop on a kaiju, and I'm just like, oh <laughs> god, this movie is great. <laughs> uh, I guess he's not going to bother about the sequels and stuff. What sequel? There was no sequel to Pacific Rim. <laughs> We don't talk. <laughs> See, let that be a lesson to anyone who says I don't like anything. It's 
so yeah we and then like to see the fact that even though tony stark is alive and spider-man is still doing the same thing it's just like oh and then uh what's this point number three on this rant is the fact that they're cashing in on the sam raimi hype because surprise his name is very very familiar but i'm not so sure uh he did spider-man one two and three aka the peak of spider-man fiction (laughs) uh the mcguire ones yeah the toby mcguire spider-mans like that was a whole thing in the trailer that they showed they got alfred molina as his name to this dark arc again and they showed like the green goblins bombs and stuff and I hate that they're being integrated into the MCU. I like them as their own thing. I liked it when movies weren't homework. Because now people are like, oh no, you have you have to watch these movies to get... Uh, otherwise, it's no wonder you didn't like Infinity War. You didn't watch Far From Home or what, whatever. Oh yeah, I, I remember that. It's the main reason why I never bothered to watch the MCU movies. Because there were just too many. I just watched yeah. Black Panther and that was about it. So it's just like, ah. Uh... You know, the worst part is the first Spider Man suit in the MCU, I really like that one. That was literally just Spider Man. Like, it was just Spider Man's costume. And then because Tony Stark made the costume, it had movable eyes. Ah. Uh, and I alas. love that. I freaking love. I freaking love that. It Alas, ripped to that. <laughs> yeah, and then they replaced it with like the iron spider bullshit, which was literally just a metal texture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, the MCU is just, it's incredible. Like, it will start with a cool idea and then just scrub it away. Get it's progr- just incredibly bloated. Yeah, bloated is another word. I- I'd use to describe it as well. It's just like, eh. Mm. <laughs> I, I mean, we already we already have uh, people from the comics say, "Oh my god, you need to read specific issues here, here, and here." Now, you need to do that again for the movies. Uh, yeah, not, not for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then let's face it, MCU humor isn't funny. <laughs> it's not been funny for a while. Oh, I mean, I haven't serious? watched so many. It's so long, so. It's literally just like trying to make fun of itself, but because Mickey Mouse has a gun to their heads, they can't make fun of it too much. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's just not great. It's. Like, that was the most annoying. And then you can tell how formulaic it is. Like, so Mandalorian... Like it, it extended to Star Wars too. Mandalorian was like, Oh, you know, I have a cute mascot character. And so now Loki is like, I need to have a cute mascot character too. Look, isn't it weird how... Crocodile Loki suddenly became so popular. This wasn't planned at all, but it has its own hashtag on Twitter. And if you type it, you get a little Crocodile Loki emoji next to it. Oh, how serendipitous. You guys really like Crocodile Loki, huh? Definitely. But yeah, no. 
it somehow like it's kind of weird to me how the mascot characters can get so popular. But every time the Pokemon company tries to make something on the scale of Pikachu, the thing that became like, arguably as popular as Pikachu was the Pikachu knockoff. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, like, Mimikyu. I love Mimikyu so much. It's. Because that's the thing, right? It's honest. Like, you had stuff like Pachirisu and Imolga. Where it was like, no, what are you talking about? This isn't a Pikachu knockoff. This is just this region's electric mouse Pokemon. And then you have Mimikyu, which is just like, this is an eldritch horror, but it wants to be loved. So it put on a Pikachu hat. <laughs> it, is, it is so cute, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, and because of that, it's adorable, right? Because everyone's like, oh, you just want to be Pikachu. And it turns out Mimikyu is amazing in the meta. Holy sh! Yeah. <laughs> and now oh, Pikachu yeah. is even more loved. I mean, Mimikyu <laughs> is even more loved. My favorite thing that they did is without ever formally announcing it. You know, they have the Pikachu parades, right? Where they have a bunch mm-hmm. of Pikachu's mascot costumes come out. Some of them will have a random Mimikyu in there. <laughs> uh, no was, announcement whatsoever. Like. There wasn't like a big ceremony to welcome the new Mimikyu mascot costume or anything. Someone just took a video of like, wait, the one from back left, that's a Mimikyu. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great. I, I love Mimikyu. That's legit. Like, I think it's probably like, it's in my top five favorite Pokemon. Uh, honestly, same though. It's the, the moment I saw it, it's like, okay, I need one ASAP. <laughs> Yeah, I think... Didn't the Pokemon company make a life-size Mimikyu plush? That one, I'm not too sure, but it's not like life-size Mimikyu isn't that big. It's that yeah, big yeah that's why they would have made it. Yeah. I want I want one for that reason. It's the life-size Mimikyu. Oh, my room doesn't have space for that kind of stuff. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to do this live on the podcast. Life-size Mimikyu. Oh... It has a bendable neck. Yeah, it exists! 22 <laughs> and a half inches tall. How much is it? 44.99 USD. 44.99? Yeah, that's, that's not That's not too expensive, is it? That's no, it's not too expensive at all. But is it still in stock? <laughs> Hell of vinyl. Hell of vinyl. That's But anyway, it exists. It exists, and that's what's important. So yeah, that's my point. Is that Mimikyu is great, and I don't remember how we got here from the MCU. <laughs> I told you, the MCU topic wasn't very long, I just want to complain about that. Like, MCU movies look boring. I hate the fight scenes, all the fight scenes are terrible. Which is a shame it, that- It's shiny, don't you see? It's shaky, that's what it is. <laughs> I'm sure uh, Ben, who's editing this right now, being a film student, is like agreeing with me. <laughs> and if not, I'm gonna, you know, pile on reviews for you. <laughs> it's weird because the first Avengers movie had that one really cool scene, which was like Iron Man flying around the city, and then like he'll fly past one character, and the camera would tilt down to them, and they'd be doing something. Like that was cool. That was visually cool. And yet, every other fight scene in the MCU is garbage. 
I was there's been a lot of Sam Raimi appreciation on Twitter lately, which is where this this whole episode started. And they showed this scene where the Green Goblin punches Spider Man. It's the more you can say it looks campy. I won't stop you there, because it's literally like close up of Green Goblin punches towards the camera, and then cuts to Spider Man flying across the room. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not gonna argue with you. <laughs> <laughs> that that might look a little campy, but it's better than some generic military martial arts. <laughs> where it's the camera... got like some visual spice to it. Yeah, it's got spice to it, and more importantly, I can see what's going on. Every MCU ah, yes. movie I watch now, where there's the, a big fight scene, I just kind of like cross my eyes for a few seconds, and then <laughs> when it comes back into focus, someone's making a shitty joke. Or a grand speech, I suppose. No, no, the MCU doesn't really do grand speeches. Like okay. a character will do a grand speech, and then someone will go, "Are you really making a grand speech?" Ah. Last thing, because as much as comic books are silly, they are serious as well, and the MCU seems to not get that. <laughs> you mean that? I guess that's kind of like how formulaic it's become. It's it just sticks. There and it can't move forward. Yeah. The worst part is that the MCU is trying to pull me back in. Uh, there were leaked photos of Moon Knight for the, his Disney Plus series, and Moon Knight is like the ultimate C-lister superhero. He is uh-huh. either an avatar of the Moon Egyptian Moon God. Or a man with schizophrenia and money. Uh huh. And it is never answered which, it, which it is. <laughs> so uh, his original costume is like the most eighties thing ever. It's literally just his entire costume is white, and he has a cowl. He's literally budget Batman. But his design from the leaked photo is like a mummy. Like it's the same silhouette. But the details are that it's uh it has more like cloth wrappings around him to make him look more mummy like, and that's sick. And I just know they're gonna get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna replace it with some white Kevlar bullshit. Ah, that's the other thing I hate. Costumes are terrible. Like oh well. Iron Man one, the first Captain America movie, and Black Widow's. Outfit in the Avengers. Those are the only three MCU, and you know the first Spider-Man appearance. Those are the only four outfits that look good. F you, I couldn't tell you what the rest of the MCU outfits look like. Like I really liked the fact that Cap looked like a tank in the first like, Captain America movie because mm-hmm. it was literally just soldiers' fatigues, but. Spray painted in the colors of the American flag. Oh, that actually sounds kind of rad. Right, it was really cool because that's what he was. He was literally just a soldier, and then you know they gave him the spandex in Avengers, and then uh, they made like, and then the design has just been terrible ever since. Like they keep trying to change it, and at the end of the day, it just looked like Chris Evans. <laughs> Uh, I hate it. I hate it. So yeah, that's a, that's kind of my MCU rant. 
pretty much. I tried watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's a weird series. Weird as in what way? Weird as in, wasn't this supposed to be a superhero movie? <laughs> Is su- it just a body body cop thing? <laughs> no, it's a racial allegory. <laughs> Ah, it's mm. a sterile racial alloc- like I didn't watch the whole thing admittedly but the episode I did watch was super weird because they talked about like how Cap isn't actually the first Cap he's just the first successful one and they tested the super serum on a bunch of black people because it was like the 30s or whatever and so you know I, I thought that was really that was a really cool potential for to talk about something because the Falcon was supposed to be the next Captain America and then he he met like the the guy that they tested it on and he's like yeah no you know like like everything else in America it's built on the fact that they forced a black man to do all this and then did wouldn't even credit him in the textbooks for it and then the episode ends with Falcon going, Nah, old man, the future is now. <laughs> You're too angry, old man. <laughs> and I thought, of course that's how it ended. You're not allowed to have interesting things in the MCU. There is no shades of grey here. Yeah, it's, he literally goes, No, but, but Cap is good though. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm sure someone's going to correct me on this because, again, like I said, I didn't sit down and watch the whole thing. But yeah, I'm pretty sure I don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the remaining episodes of that series are going to be him U turning and talking back about the nuance of the fact America is a shithole country that treats half its population its entire non-white population like garbage actually now that I <laughs> oh boy that's that's a yabai thing <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no I just like I don't know I don't I really like to, I like it when Spider-Man isn't trying to sell me something else like, Spider-Man as a cross... I, I guess, no. I like Marvel vs. Capcom, though. Marvel vs. Capcom was great. Infinite, not so much. Do you know what they did with Infinite? Was Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite? Weapon. So, a while after the game came out, there were, it was revealed that Disney had rules for how they could market Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Uh-huh. And part of the rules was that they weren't allowed to show Disney-owned characters being defeated by Capcom characters. Uh-huh. And it had a less cartoony art style because everyone needed to look like their MCU counterparts. Ah, uh, yes. And what, the... what, is, what is having a unique visual style, huh? Yeah, because you look at Marvel vs. Capcom 3, that game is gorgeous! Holy shit, you didn't think a game that both contained Virgil and Arthur in it could look that good? <laughs> but yeah, Marvel's Capcom Infinite was not was not great. That game looked like garbage, which is a shame 
because it has Monster Hunter in it, and Monster Hunter is one of the coolest like fighting game characters I've ever seen. Uh, I was just thinking of the Phoenix Wright thing. Oh, Phoenix Wright, dude. Okay, this this episode this episode's going all over the place, but Phoenix Wright in Marvel's Capcom Three was amazing. Do you do you know how that character works? I only vaguely heard of it. You have to play him like a Phoenix Wright game, so he has different stances. So he starts in investigation mode, and he has an attack that he can do. He has three folders over his media, over his meter bar. Sorry, and you can press uh, special and light, medium, or heavy, and he will look for evidence. So you so. What you're supposed to do is you're supposed to like knock down your opponent, or keep them busy so that Phoenix can can investigate. And if you get the right evidence, the folder will light up. It is random if you get the right evidence or not, completely by chance. <laughs> then he can enter investigation mode. <laughs> I think it's like down down special. I think I can't remember. <laughs> But so in investigation mode, he has more attacks. Most importantly, is he has the objection. Wait, courtroom mode or because the, no, no, you said is, he started investigation. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is uh, courtroom mode. Yeah. So he enters courtroom mode, and now he has a bunch of new attacks. I can't remember what they are. I only remember uh, objection. So you can enter this mode even without all the evidence, but if you have all the evidence and you hit someone with the objection, whatever music is currently playing will change to the turnabout theme as he enters turnabout mode. Nice. <laughs> and in turnabout mode, all his attacks are buffed. Uh, every single one of his attacks that involve him like throwing out his hand. A huge spirit hand will come out and extend his range like massively. <laughs> oh, that's the thing. In courtroom mode, uh, all the evidence that you do gets you different special attacks. Uh huh. I see. And so in turnabout mode, the special attacks are also enhanced. Nice. I and... think the most I remember is him summoning the judge. Oh, that's that's his regular super. Yeah. Uh, you can use it. I think it gets rid of all your evidence or something like that. I can't remember. When you're in turnabout mode, he gains access to his level three super, which I can't remember what it's called. Oh god, I think it's just called Ace Attorney. Yeah, and that's the one where he puts the enemy character on the stand, <laughs> <laughs> and he does the he like it's straight up just a Phoenix Wright cutscene where he does like the paper thing. And then he uh, slams on the desk. Yeah, he slams on the desk, and then uh, the character, you know, they they do the the on in courtroom meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> and you know the thing about Ace Attorney is, it uh-huh. is the second highest damage of all the supers in the game. Nice. I think second highest, or it's tied for first. <laughs> like the most powerful super in the game is Virgil's Dark Angel attack, because like I think some sixty five k unscaled damage or something like that, and so Phoenix Wright's Ace Attorney is either the same or slightly less than that. It's the it, best. 
<laughs> and what do you know, it ties back to me having playing the great A certainly right mentioned right at the beginning of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Phoenix Wright is such a great character. <laughs> now that I actually know how to play fighting games, I'm tempted to like see if I can actually run some Phoenix Wright setups. He covers so much of the damn screen. But so yeah, okay. Basically summary of the story, MCU bad, one no likey. Pacific Rim good, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's an episode, I guess. Thank you so okay. much for listening. <laughs> Don't forget if this episode gets a thousand players. We have to take one of your suggestions. Uh if everything goes according to plan, we should have some really interesting episodes for the Brave Room coming up. Okay. So make sure to tune in to us for that. You know, if you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to, you know, like it, subscribe it, leave a comment, especially if you're watching the premiere. Anything you want to say, kid, before we get out of here? I should watch more movies, probably. I mean, do you have to, really? You got Pacific Rim. That's... Yeah, Actually, no, I you got gotta watch movie. The Shape of Water. That's that's the, the only movie I, I, should, I, would... I did watch it. I did watch it. Hell yeah, see, you, you've watched all the good ones. <laughs> the hell's a citizen cane? Get, get that shit out of here. <laughs> uh, this has been another episode of The Brave Room. Take care, guys. Take care.